0: Here come the mighty Denver Broncos. We feel the thunder from inside, because the spirit of the West will always be the best. Let's shout with all our pride, go Broncos! Hail to the mighty Denver Broncos! Our team will rise a mile high. We salute the orange and blue. We're fans until the day we die. Welcome to the Denver's. It is the Denver Broncos season opener preview. It's your boy Quinn on the lyrics and Derek with the beautiful melody below. Um, Yeah, football season is back after a long summer of mildly exciting updates. The Denver Broncos have a full roster
1: and And a mildly exciting team. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) We'll take it. That was the Broncos' official fight song, which I only know because they used to play it as the band over and over again when I worked in the South Stands for like two hours before the game. Just that tune over and over.
0: Yeah, and since most of the people who can afford to get into the stadium are like season ticket holders and lifelong fans, it actually moves the heart to hear them sing that corny little (laughs) jaunt
1: right before the anthem. So this is our Broncos preview show. Uh, The Broncos start Monday night in Oakland, last game in Oakland, um, for the Broncos, and... Really, expectations are up in the air. I could see this season being a complete disaster. And I think if everything works better than you think, a playoff run. (laughs) But, I mean, I don't think anyone thinks that's actually going to happen. No,
0: I think our expectations are tempered. I don't think it'll be a complete disaster because even if they don't win a lot of games, they'll be more competitive than they have been the last few years. And the season, the schedule just work out in a way that they'll win a game, lose two, win a game. And that keeps you more
1: bought in than dropping eight in a row. Or It's hard this year. This is the perfect Peyton Manning-era schedule because you have all of the good teams, it feels like, playing in Denver. It's just when you don't have Peyton Manning, it's a bad <laughs> schedule because then the road games are hard and the home games are hard. Yeah, Um. It
0: certainly doesn't look –
1: it's not easy to point out
0: an advantage on the schedule, but that's also – the NFL has changed to the point that bad teams, well, save for, like, the Bills and the Dolphins, um, are, have all improved,
1: the Broncos being among that group. So just real quick, the Broncos start Monday night at the Raiders. They come home against the Bears for their home opener – At Green Bay, home for Jacksonville, at the Chargers, home for the Titans. That should be a winnable game. Uh, Broncos then have the Chiefs at home, at the Colts, which we don't really know what we have there. Uh, The Browns come to Denver. Then it's at the Vikings, at the Bills, but it's a road game against the bad team. And an 11 o'clock game, which are always harder. Um, Yeah, they have two back-to-back 11 o'clock games. Um, Home for the Chargers, at the Texans, at the Chiefs, home for the Lions, and home for the Raiders. So 16 fun weeks ahead in 17 weeks. Um, I think the big story is Vic Fangio coming in to coach. If nothing else, he's sort of righted the ship that was unstable for the Vance Joseph years. Mm -hmm. And I think that people like Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan have said that he has the hardest defense to coach against and I think Chris Harris has said that I know that Chris Harris has said this I don't just think it um <laughs> that Fangio's really talked to him about reading the offense in a way that other defensive coaches haven't talked about so he's really learning things in his ninth season which he's excited about so I think that that's exciting for the Broncos They still have the inside of Chubb and Miller, which is, to me, the most exciting thing about this team is watching those two guys work against the quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bradley Chubb was uh, made into... uh, How do I phrase that? Um, Bradley Chubb was hyped as a near-generational talent on the line, just like the most NFL-ready player um, in the draft last year. And I think he has given us no reason to disbelieve that statement in that he just physically he looks like a fully developed, ready-to-knock-you-in-the-teeth-grown man. And now with a year of experience and a great coaching staff, it looks like, and picking up from Vaughn, Bradley could be a beast in his own right, which only makes – Uh, Von Miller's job that much easier. So it would be great if we don't have to worry about the secondary or the offense
1: because the um, front lines are going to be smacking people in the teeth all game long. And Chubb single-handedly destroyed Garoppolo's game against Denver. He was just everywhere in that game at home, which they didn't even play that long. It was just Garoppolo was terrible. Yeah. And Chubb was – I think he got to him six times and they only played the one quarter. So that's exciting. That's what I'm looking forward to watching. You still have Shelby Harris and Derek Wolfe on the inside. Chris Harris, they got the contract figured out for this year, so he's going to be good back there. They have a couple safeties. So the defense, other than not having any depth, which is the problem of the whole team, looks pretty good right now. Yeah, and still they have not found an answer
0: for inside linebacker, um, which it's just interesting. You have your two – you have two leaders on the defensive end in um, Vaughn Miller and Chris Harris, but you don't have your defensive quarterback, which ideally is the middle linebacker, who really can see the whole field and set up things. Uh, we're going to have a rotating cast of dudes playing that role. So it's real, I think this is going to be a system-based team, whereas the Super Bowl defense was just like everyone was talented enough to – make the plays when they needed to. And this one's going to be more about how well does the coaching translate to the play on field?
1: So I think uh, then moving to the offensive side, obviously Joe Flacco coming in. Um, I'm going to have a piece in 5280.com that you should be able to see now that is talking about the weirdness of Flacco being the Broncos quarterback, how he is a villain in Broncos history because he ruined that first Peyton Manning team. Probably the best team the Broncos had yeah. during Peyton Manning's era, because it still had Dumerville. The offense wasn't quite as good as it would be a year later, but it wasn't but it was pretty balanced between the two. Champ Bailey wasn't at the end of his career yet. He still looked like Champ Bailey that year. Um all ruined by one throw by Joe Flacco and a bad play by Raheem Moore. So Flacco Returning to being a pretty good quarterback is the key to the season. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't do that, none of the rest of this matters. But again, the depth on offense is concerning. Not only with the line, which has a little bit of depth, and that one guy can get hurt maybe, and they can survive. But behind Philip Lindsay and Emmanuel Sanders are just question marks. Yeah. Um, there is no X
0: factor on the offense. And the line, I think, is still questionable in that you lost Paradis, who was an all-pro center. Um, Ron Leary's is coming back from injury. The man's leg snapped, um, which wasn't, like, a structural thing in the knee or ankle. But that's, what I think, a question mark. Can one of your best linemen come back to full form after an injury? Um, and then, yeah, your receivers and running backs, I think – that's – there's been way too much optimism amongst Broncos faithful in that can Philip Lindsay be the player that we didn't expect him to be last year now with all this tape on him? He's still undersized, isn't a four 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 three guy. Um guy. And, well, we don't know that officially because he wasn't even invited to the combine. Um, but, I mean – Everyone in the world wants him to be as good as the tape makes him look like, but truly in the NFL, everything is a toss up. And a guy that every single team didn't think was worth drafting, can he step that up this year and really put the team on his back in a way
1: that just wasn't expected of him last year? And not really his style. Like, we, like, almost all of Lindsey's game. needs Royce Freeman to come in and be the guy the Broncos thought they drafted, which is a question mark. All these people seem to think, oh, Royce Freeman will get better this year. He hasn't shown me anything so far to make me think that he can be your number one back, even if Lindsey's really your specialist guy. But you need Royce Freeman to be the guy in there on first downs, just getting the few yards that they need to make Lindsey effective. Without both of those things, Lindsey's job gets that much harder.
0: The Broncos offense last year was best when you can expect four-yard runs um, in the earlier downs. That helps set up everything else, especially for a quarterback who – like Joe Flacco's 35 – for a passing attack that isn't going to be built on too many deep balls because you just don't really have the personnel for it this team needs to be able to smash and slice uh, defenses. And so if Royce Freeman can't soften up the defense with his size and power, it's going to be so hard to expect Lindsay to game in and game out, burst through the line, the way he was make people miss the way that there were a couple of times. It was like, he should have gone down from the speed and size factor. And he just stayed on his feet. Um, and our running back's career is four years. That's their prime window. And Lindsey's already an older, second-year guy. So love him, not hating on him in any way. I am. I think that's just the biggest question mark. Can the running attack do right by Lindsey's
1: talent? Yeah, and I mean, again, that means Freeman has to be able to get in there and get some yards, which he couldn't last year. No vision. And then you have Booker, who is in a lot of ways more like the Lindsey talent, in that, you know, he's good on passing downs. He's, I don't really know what Booker is. I don't really know why he's still on the team, but he's still there. He's the other option, but it's even worse behind Sanders right now, because again, people just assume that Sutton's going to be able to translate into the NFL. And we've seen nothing to make it clear that he's going to.
0: He was really good on a few fly routes. Um, That he's got great hands in space, but, any of those, like, 5 to 10, 15-yard routes that he ran, either he would drop the ball or couldn't get open, like the explosiveness and the cutting. And, I mean, route running is such an undervalued talent as a receiver. Uh, I mean, speed and catching are the big things, but the angles with which you are able to make cuts and get open is so crucial and in terms of chemistry, second-year receiver Joe Flacco, who um, barely played <laughs> – who got replaced by a guy who couldn't pass the ball. Um, that's really concerning for me, um, especially Sanders. He has been such an underrated player for the Broncos. I, I think like a dark horse ring of famer in my eyes. Um but he's coming off of injury that he tore his Achilles. He's the wrong side of 30. He's going to be good,
1: but are any of the other receivers going to help his job be easier right and, now? Yeah, and I mean, the separation between that, like all of the things you said about Sanders, he was far and away the most effective receiver. He didn't even play that much in the preseason, and it was just night and day between him and everybody else. Yeah. So behind Sutton, who is like the guy that has to make something work, they need. Either Tim Patrick or Deshaun Hamilton to also be really good, because this is they need three options and they have no tight ends right now, who are really an option. (laughs) Um, Because fans hurt and Hireman is Hireman and like that's a huge problem. Hireman will be hurt. Yes, and then they've got two more receivers on the team right now: Juwan Winfrey the Buff and Deontay Spencer. So you need something from one of them. I mean, (sighs) like. I don't know. Like the inability to find receivers and I understand why they didn't get Demarius back after he was available, but he did go onto the waiver wire in some ways. Maybe the Broncos should have just swallowed their pride and said, we'd rather have like, he's a third receiver. We don't seem to have a third receiver on the team.
0: Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize that free agent wide receivers were at such a premium. Um, in that it, seemed the Broncos didn't make any moves to looking at receivers
1: during free agency. Well, I mean, I think part of that is they've tied so much draft stock up in the receivers. Sutton, Hamilton, and uh, Patrick. They were drafted all of them. Yeah. And so that's that's a problem. I think
0: it, looking at this season, if the Broncos are to do well, you will see that um, Deshaun Hamilton is a – like. 50-catch, 500-plus-yard receiver at the end of it. Um, And the dudes got the speed, and I think they did a great job in drafting the last few years in that they looked for character guys, guys who had been team captains, and the dudes who had the IQ to be good players on top of still being very talented as opposed to like taking a flyer on a guy who might who has all the talent but might be the guy. I think if Fangio and the coordinators are uh, were able to cre- are able to create a culture that there is proper buy-in that you'll see the mental aspect allow for more production on the field. Um when we were talking last year which was like the oh Broncos are back, we have to talk about them again <laughs> segment. Um the team has been an absolute mess um, for the last few years, and that discipline is such a huge thing that that's where I think if everyone can step up. Tim Patrick is also a guy who's like, well, you seem to have the skill. You seem to have the mind and the
1: heart. Can we put that all together? He's another one, like 30 catches at least. Um, and with Sutton at least coming close to Sanders. Like, that's the other thing. Like, yeah. If Sutton – it doesn't does fall off if he's not second on the team in catches. Then one of these guys is gonna have to make a big jump, and that, I mean, I don't know. Let's Sutton has going. to be. Uh,
0: Sutton was is the reason why DT is not on the team anymore. Um, and so he's gonna have to play as like a big catch guy. And Flacco, he seems like sometimes he won't make that ten yard pass, but can get you open for that thirty yard bomb. Um, so a lot has to translate wide receiver running back are the two things that I'm just like, are they going to
1: be able to get us touchdowns?
0: I feel like there's going to be, l- l- you are going to see a lot of Brandon McManus at least early in the season.
1: Yeah, I agree. And they got one of their final 53 was their punt returner. Cause things were going so bad there. So, <laughs> um, okay. This is going to be our fun season prediction. All right. The Broncos are four and 12. if,
0: 4 and 12 if my hurt expectations come true. Um
1: Don't worry, it's gonna get better from here. This is just worst case scenario. The worst case scenario. Um four and twelve if Flacco gets hurt. I think that or if, if either Harris or Vaughn or Chubb get hurt, any of those three, they really have nothing going for them. I'm concerned about Yadam and the other Harris and all the other guys they have at cornerback, like I think they could get burned there. Mm-hmm. But if if that happens, or if no one emerges as an, an offensive weapon behind Lindsey and Sanders, yeah,
0: I think if there's a scenario for four and twelve, it has to rely on injuries, which are going to happen in some way, shape, or form. But I think if say everyone is healthy and they still um, hit four and twelve, it means. Kind of like with the Rockies, that only one side of the ball is working for you in this situation. would Be kind of like there's good pitching, but there's no hitters um, in a uh, division with the Chiefs, Raiders, and Chargers. All I think all have gotten better this off season. It's just a situation where they cannot score enough to win the games that you thought maybe they could win.
1: And the other scenario is that Flacco is as bad as Baltimore thought he was, and this is his last season in the NFL. And unfortunately, it's with the Broncos.
0: Yeah. Um, I think he should be better than Case Keenum just on an experience level alone. Um, and if Case Keenum was able to eke out a 6-10 season with a far – inferior coaching staff, then four and 12 is super unlikely.
1: Last time it was the Orton it was the Orton mess. Oh, that yeah. Led to Tebow starting the last two games and McDaniels getting fired. That was how they got Vaughn. Um, the Broncos are eight and eight. If so, an average season uh, Vic Fangio is the fifth Broncos coach to be eight or eight or better in their history. How does that happen? Um, which I, th- I think would be a win, honestly. Yeah. Eight and eight is a good season for this team. That almost I would
0: I would only take the four and twelve over the eight and eight for draft position. Um, but at eight and eight, I think if this roster performs to the <laughs> abilities that you could reasonably expect from them, Joe Flacco's I don't think is going to have a renaissance here. Um, especially, like, he's older now, has had some injuries. He's not going to be a, as much of a run threat as he used to be. Some of his best seasons were ones where he had the speed and ability to move it downfield in crucial situations. Um, but I think if he's able to play within the expectations of the coaching staff, and apparently uh, offensive coordinator um he has been very stingy with his playbook in preseason, so maybe there's a bunch of really cool things that he has in mind uh, for the team that we haven't seen yet. Uh, that's 8-8. Eight and eight. Sanders plays to the level that he has a rebound and plays to the level that we hope he can, that he feels confident he can. No one plays as bad as they could in terms of wide receivers, but no one has a breakout performance,
1: and... Um, and we're probably asking a lot of the same questions. Like, is Sutton? Yeah. Gonna be the guy? Is Freeman Freeman Lindsay the tandem of the future? Yeah, if we can get is, a fire and lightning out of yeah, uh, Lindsay and um, Freeman, that's eight and eight and above. Yes, and I think that the other thing for me, eight and eight is. Chubb and Miller are really good, and the rest of the defense is okay. Like, they can't stop people the way that they used to, but Chubb and Miller are still causing havoc and win a couple of those games just because the quarterbacks are so under pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because you're facing a lot of big quarterbacks this year. Um, and I mean, you're facing the NFC Central? What's that division called? Yeah, the, the yeah, Central. North. The NFC North, yeah, where you've got – Rodgers, Stafford, Trubisky, and whoever the other team is. Oh, the Vikings and Cousins. So those are big quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, And I think we're all pretty happy with Fangio, and we feel like he was the right choice. Totally.
0: Um, Well, the NFC Central and then our division opponents, you've got Mahomes, MVP, Derek Carr, who, <sighs> after watching Hard Knocks, I'll tell you, I'm not gonna say I like the Raiders, but I think Derek Carr and Gruden gonna have some chemistry where Carr comes back closer to his breakout um season performances and
1: Philip Rivers will just never die. So um And you still have Whedon um that you also have to play this year. So Who? Whedon. Oh not Whedon. what's his name? But Mayfield. <laughs> Mayfield Brown's. Wow, back, You know. I was thinking about Weedon after the luck thing last week. You've had Mayfield too, so. Yeah, you've got you've got a lot of good quarterbacks. Um Broncos just terrorize uh Allen up in Buffalo. That's the hope. That's <laughs> the hope. But maybe he could make John Elway
0: Regret it. Regret it. Um Okay. Broncos are a playoff team if um, a name that I haven't mentioned, but I think if they really fall into their role as that guy and a starter, uh, Justin Simmons, as the free safety, if he is able to play as a lockdown safety, really help back up um, Harris and then the other side of the um, field in Yadam or Calhoun. Uh if some of our question marks on the corner are helped by our safeties in Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, and Will Parks, um, that would go a long, long way in making this team a playoff team that also bolstered if, I would say, we're a playoff team if both Chubb and Vaughn get 10-plus sacks, including a few strip sacks. Um There will be a few games that are going to come down to a defensive stop or a big defensive play, and I think if we can get coverage picks because we've got a good uh, pass rush and uh, a few plays by Justin Simmons, that that's a playoff team right there on the defensive end.
1: What about you? I think for me it's that the offense – finally looks like an offense again, where you're excited to watch them go on the field instead of just hoping to hold on. Yeah. Um, Lindsay has as good of a year. Sanders has as good of a year. But you have two to three other guys who Flacco really connects with throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, special teams has to get better. Like, they're, they're going to be close games. Some of them are going to be coin flip games. So you're going to have to get a little lucky, but it turns out Fangio should have been a coach 10 years ago if they're a playoff team this year.
0: Yeah. Um, definitely, we don't have too many active tight ends, but if Fant can come back healthy, um, I think Butt is on the IR until um, the eighth game of the season. If I mean, we haven't had a tight end of note since uh, Julius Thomas. If... What about Virgil, who never really did anything? (laughs) I'm angry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If we can have a tight end become a weapon of sorts, even in short-distance play, like, oh, God, those third-and-threes with Simeon. um, That's where we don't need, like, X-factors. We just need factors. And I think a tight end who's able to make some plays would really help us. Because I just, like, Joe Flacco is a known product. I don't think there's anything that you can do as a coordinator to change, like drastically change his capabilities at this point in his career. But there's a lot of young guys who I think are certainly going to benefit from a guy with 10-plus years of experience, Um, like, Tell you be here when I tell you to be here, which just couldn't be expected of a Keenum, a Simeon, an Osweiler, a Lynch. Um, who am I missing? Was there another one? Those are the main ones, I think. Yeah, there um, might have been another guy at some point. Hogan. All
1: oh, right, hey, Hogan. Yeah. Who knows? Um, well, I think that the Broncos pay are getting a lot of money to have the Word of the Year be in power. So hopefully, as long as everyone feels empowered, <laughs> this is the season—the season we're hoping. It'll just be—it would just be nice if they—if nothing else, if we could go into November and they still have a chance, that would be nice. That would yeah. be a nice change over the last couple of years.
0: Or go into the third quarter at any
1: point and have a chance. Well, that's it for our Broncos preview. Uh, tune in next Thursday morning for our weekly recap from the Denver's. I'm Derek. I'm Quinn. Go Broncos. Peace.